From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast, a podcast here in the Brazos Valley about high school football. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined always by the Eagles high school sports reporter, Jake Weiss. Jake, there's decisive games all around the Brazos Valley this week, some blockbuster matchups, some pivotal district games. We're going to have it all covered. Hey, and it's kind of starting to feel like fall around here, at least for a couple days. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, pants, jackets. I mean, I've been having to bust out the uh, cold weather gear a little bit. <laughs> the good old patty, I see. Yeah, exactly. Hey, there we go. Well, later in the show, you're going to want to stick around. We're going to have Franklin coach Mark Fannin on the phone. Franklin, they're playing number 10 Lorena this week, a blockbuster showdown in 3A Division One against defending state champions in both 3A classifications. So you're going to want to listen to that. Well, Jake, let's, let's, let's recap a little bit of last week's action, and we're going to start with the game that you were <laughs> at. College Station beats Leander Glenn 27-24 in double overtime. I mean, what a game. Jake, when you th- look back and you think about how the Cougars were able to pull that off, what really stood out to you from that game? Yeah, well, uh, I think I had kind of a long answer last week when we talked about Rudder, so I just wanted to tell everyone, you know, give everyone a heads up, kind of strap in here. This is going to be a long answer uh, for me. But, uh, man, just College Station, uh, I don't want to say they looked dead in the water, but there was a point in that game when I think, you know, third quarter, Leander Glenn uh, uses about eight minutes to start the op- open the half, coming out of the halftime, use about eight minutes on the clock and just – just drives down the field because you know something I didn't realize was Leander Glenn they just run the ball I mean yeah. they're, they're basically a triple option team I think I heard they completed like three passes all season coming into the game something like that yeah against College Station they did not throw the ball at all um which hey made it easy for me to keep stats because right. I was just running well, down rushes at the 5A level you don't really see that a lot yeah that was the the unusual thing um if it had been like a non-district game that may maybe it would have made some sense but this was a district game which kind of threw me for a loop. But, uh, yeah, they use about eight minutes off the clock, and you're just kind of sitting there thinking, man, well, you know, College Station's going to get a chance here, but, uh, you know, it was only third quarter, but you're just thinking, man, they, you know, if Leander Glenn just keeps chewing up clock like this, it's gonna, there could be some trouble. Um, and, you know, like we all know, towards the end of the game, you know, some, some late-game heroics, uh, College Station puts together a drive at the end of the fourth, um, pretty impressive drive on offense. They moved the ball down the field really well. Um, Jackson Verdugo had some big catches. Arrington Maiden had a couple nice throws. And then it was kind of capped off with a uh, 57-yard run by Aiden Martinez-Brown. Put him down around the three-yard line. They end up punching it in, going to overtime. Um, I really thought College Station's offense didn't look great the whole game, but when they needed big plays, they got them. Um, that drive at the end of the fourth and then overtime, I mean, you know, I know in overtime it's kind of a short field. Uh, I, I actually didn't know what the overtime rules were Just beforehand. like college pretty much, I think. Yeah, it's, uh you know, pretty much you start on, I think, 25 or maybe 30-yard line, uh, and then, you know, each team has a drive. You know, yeah, each team has a drive, and then you score, they score, you know, double overtime, yada, 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 that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, in that overtime, both overtime periods, the offense for College Station looked really good. Second overtime, the defense forces a field goal. 
Then the offense takes over, punches it in. You know, they walk away with the win. Just real impressive, though, I thought. The offense, when they needed plays, they made them. Didn't look great the whole game. Uh, defense, I thought, you know, only gave up 14 points in regulation to a team that, you know, you're not going to see that. I mean, the rest of the season here, you're not going to see a team play a team, I don't think, that just runs the ball. So I thought they played uh, really well considering the circumstances. For sure. And then, you know, the Cougars, they were playing two quarterbacks, Arrington Maiden and Cade Cochran got in there for a little bit. Uh, Cougars trying to mix it up there. Uh, now comes a tough game at Georgetown. And the Eagles, they are on a roll. I, I know they've played the bottom half of the district teams the last few weeks, uh, but they've had convincing wins. They put up points. They've got playmakers. Andrew Petter at running back is a threat. He's got 1,100 yards, 21 touchdowns already. And, you know, for, for College Station, you talked about how good their defense has been, um, but their offense is probably going to have to keep pace with a really good Eagle offense this week too. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I got to actually see Georgetown once already this season. Uh, whew, man, way back when, it feels like, when yeah. they played console. Uh, and, yeah, Andrew Petter, I mean, it kind of became a bit of a – showdown in the second half between uh consoles rushing attack and andrew petter uh, i think andrew petter had three or f maybe four touchdowns in the second half alone uh and so i mean and console won that game but still you know it's going to be a tough tough challenge for college station they're going to need the offense to step up well cougars big road game this weekend in georgetown jake i think you're going to be out there is that right yep yeah. Third time's the charm. Hopefully I can finally try uh, <laughs> 600 Degrees Pizza. Hey, for all the Cougar fans out there, got to go to 600 Degrees Pizza. It's in downtown Georgetown. It's good. If you see Jake out there, give him a hard time or don't. Get, tell him you said hello, and uh, hopefully my food recommendation is good. So. Uh, say, Alex has been telling me three – I mean, this is the third <laughs> trip out there. Three <laughs> times now to go there, and I never do. So hopefully this time I actually get there early enough to go get some pizza. All right, Jake, I'm going to hold you to it. But let's move along. Brian, they fell to Pflugerville Weiss, 38-13. You know, last week we were wondering if that was if this was going to be the week that Malcolm Gooden returned at quarterback, and he did. Unfortunately for the Vikings, they couldn't really get much going on offense. Four turnovers in the second half. Uh, they were trailing just by eight at halftime, 21-13. And, you know, those, those turnovers just seemed to prove costly. Yeah, and then, you know, this week they got to hit the road again. So last week was a home game. They get Malcolm back, but, hey, got to turn right back around and get on the road. Going to be against Waco Midway. This is kind of a game that they, they need this one, um, you know, because they've got to figure out where they stand in the district. I mean, they're, I think, one and two now in district mm -hmm. play. Um, I think I checked the standings earlier this week, and they're fifth now, maybe sixth in their district. Um, so they're kind of on the outside looking in. A, a win this week would go a long way to getting them back into that playoff uh, picture. Yeah, three games left. They've got Midway, Hutto, and then I think Harker Heights, yep. who's tied for the lead. Harker Heights is playing Temple this week. That's going to be a really good game up in Central Texas. And, uh, you know, this game against Midco, Waco Midway, excuse me, it's, it's a game that Brian can and probably should win. Um, and if they, can come, if they can come away with a win this week, I mean, the Vikings – they're 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 probably feeling good about where they can get in in the playoffs uh, heading into these last two games. So they know it's a big one this Friday. All right, Anum consolidated. They beat Leander thirty nine to fifteen. I did my research. If this was in the <laughs> NFL, it would have been a scoregami. I looked at that <laughs> final score and I was just like, 
there's no way that this score has ever happened before. <laughs> Maybe in the high school ranks. Did, ha, hasn't happened in the NFL. Uh, Tigers jumped out to a pretty big lead, 26-0, to zero, and uh, you know had to play a good number of backups in the second half. They had a few guys just you know a little nick and knack here and there to hold them out for precautionary reasons. No need to risk further injury uh, on some key starters. Wise move by Coach Fedora. Not surprised. He's pretty savvy. And, you know, Will Hargett, he continued to play well in the passing game. You know, Wesley Watson, he just continues to be such a threat for the Tigers at receiver. His first touchdown of the game just caught a little screen pass, ran ran down the sideline. He's going to outrun most people. And then later in the game, had some had a really nice catch and run on a third and long that really helped extend a scoring drive and then had a deep ball over the top that got the Tigers down into the red zone. So he's just a tough guy to cover. Uh, the defense, they were really rolling and strong up front. They had six sacks. You know, Glenn, or excuse me, Leander High, we were talking about Glenn. <laughs> Leander High, they're, start, they're starting the sophomore quarterback now. I'm trying to remember his name, um, but he was really hurting Consol with his legs early in the game, and you know Consol finally got some pressure on him and got them into passing downs, and I think forcing them into those situations really helped Consol get out of some jams on defense. So, kudos to Consol for for getting that done. Um, you know they're playing Georgetown Eastview this week. Consol should win this game, um, but you know Tigers. We talked last week, Coach Fedora. He mentioned how they need to clean up penalties. This week, probably looking to clean up some stuff on special teams. Um, missed missed some extra points. And, uh, you know, if they can really sharpen it up, they're going to be in great shape going into what's going to be a huge game next week against College Station. Yeah, I was going to say, they've only got College Station, uh, Eastview, and then... I think they play Glenn. The Glenn, okay. Season. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like they're pretty close. I mean, we we know they're cl- close to the end, but I was just trying to think in my head who who they had left, and I was saying it's you know I won't say it's a cakewalk, but you know the teams they have left, they've got some challenges in there, but you know they're kind of setting themselves up for a pretty good uh, tough stretch here at the end to prove themselves. But they've set themselves up so far pretty successfully, I'd say. So yeah, Tigers looking for a big win at home this weekend before the big. Crosstown Showdown next week. I shouldn't say Crosstown Showdown. That's a <laughs> and Consolidated and Brian uh, College Station Consol. We'll, we'll figure out a name for it. There's got to be a we, name. We could come up with one. There's got to be a name. So um, see what happens there. Rudder, they fell on the road to Montgomery Lake Creek, 51-3. to You know, we talked last week, knew this would be a tall order for the Rangers, Lake Creek. They're just a really good team, especially without Xavier Ramirez. Um, Cody Billings had a nice showing, mm-hmm. uh, but Lake Creek's offense continued to be really, really dang good. Um, and so just a just a tough game for the Rangers. And now it's kind of do or die for them. You know, they're, they're hosting Brenham this week on homecoming. Brenham's 3-0 and in district. Rudder's 0-3. And, uh, you know, Jake, if, if Rudder wants to make the playoffs again, they, they kind of got to win out. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, two weeks ago against Huntsville, that's what Eric Ezar, just head coach Eric Ezar flat out said to me was just, hey, you know, I kind of asked him, where do you guys go from here? What's next? And he said, hey, we, we don't have to win out, but we got, we had, they had four games at that point left, um, including the 
uh, Lake Creek game, and he said, hey, we, we've got to find a way to win three of the four. Um, here they go. They've already kind of lost the one they, you know, kind of could lose. Uh, so now they've got to win the next three to to get here. Um, we know Brenham's can put up points. We've talked about uh, Brenham quarterback Rylan Wooten a bunch, I feel like, on here. Even one player of the week, I think, maybe once or yeah, twice. Yeah, I think he won player of the week at least once. Uh, at least once. So we know. They can put up points, uh, so Rudder knows everything's on the line. Uh, they're going to have to keep pace with Brenham's offense because they just put up points, it seems like. I know last week they only beat uh, Lamar Consolidated, I think, 17-3. to mm-hmm. But still, I mean, we've seen their other games. I feel like they're usually scoring in the 40, 50 range. Uh, so going to be a tall task, but, uh, you know, Rudder knows, like you said, Stuart Eye time. They're going to be up for the challenge. They know season's on the line this week. You know, and if they can if they can pull an upset on Brenham, those last two games are 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 very winnable. Richmond Randall and then Montgomery, who's sitting there kind of in last place, mm-hmm. haven't won a game this season. And so, you know, this is this is a big one for Rudder. And uh, you know, key is going to be you know you need to win, but you don't want to you don't want to let that pressure get to you and and cause some mistakes. So. All right, looking at some of our private schools, Raz's Christian, they got past Tomball Rose Hill 28-20. to Ryan Burton, surprise, surprise, was the hero here. <laughs> Had a three-yard touchdown late and then a pass breakup on the last play of the game. He's just their guy. He's their guy, and they've had some other dudes step up in uh, Coach Washington's first year. Hey, Raz's Christian, they're, they're starting to get it rolling. They're starting to get it rolling. See if they can keep it up. Uh, and then... Allen Academy, you know, they they mercy ruled Beaumont Legacy Christian. Big game for Ethan Lucas. And, hey, they got the big showdown this week Mm -hmm. against Pasadena First Christian. So, yeah, that one's on the road, too. So, they've got to, uh, you know, I feel like most of their their wins have come on the uh, at home. So, got to hit the road. Uh, I think the next two are on the road. Is that right? I think that could be correct. I feel like they've got to leave their uh, comfy confines, if you will, and start uh, (laughs) – you know, hitting the road, getting working out the, uh, getting some miles on the car, you know, their car a little bit there. But uh, I know the Rams this week going to be kind of underdogs in this one. But hey, I mean, they've they've been playing pretty well this season. You know, it, it would be a big upset this week, but I don't know. They've been playing pretty well, I think, so far. Yeah, Coach Adams and his team looking for a big win on the road. St. Joseph they rolled past Divine Savior by fifty. Uh, they close with Second Baptist and Livingstone's Christian. You know, these teams, are, they're kind of jockeying for that fourth and final playoff spot. St. Joe's, they really need a couple big wins to try and clinch their, that postseason bid. So, all right, that's going to do it for this half of the segment, or excuse me, this segment of the show. <laughs> Coming up next, we're talking with Franklin coach Mark Fannin. You're going to want to stay tuned for this, so. Be back here in a minute. Well, joining us now on the phone on the Brazos Sports Preps cast, it's Franklin coach Mark Fannin. The Lions gearing up for their big showdown against Lorena this week. Coach, thanks for joining us. I'm sure this is just a normal week for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just another week. Hey. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 fun for sure. It's gonna it's gonna be a great game Friday night. Yeah, I mean, this is this is why you put in all that work, though, for big games like this, right? 
Yeah, it, it is. You know, the atmosphere is going to be good. Um, the kids are excited about, you know, getting on the field Friday night. And um, they've been putting in uh, really good work uh, so far this week. Everything's been very businesslike. And, um, you know, we still got a few things to, to work on before Friday. But um, we're, we're looking forward to it. You know, you guys have been won the state championship last year. We're in the title game the year before. You know, how much does it just help that there are, there are a number of guys on your team that have been in games like this over the past couple years? It definitely helps, uh, Alex. You know, these these I got a, a lot of uh, quite a bit of these kids that's played um, in a lot of football games these last two years, and and then played in big games. Um, so it's not going to be anything out. Uh, um, you know, out of normal for those guys. Um, now, I do got a lot of young guys on my team that is going to be uh, their first really, you know, big, meaningful game. You know, all games are meaningful, but, you know, up to this point, this is the most meaningful game this year. And, um, you know, so we're going to have to those, – those guys that have played and has the experience going to have to calm those other uh, younger guys down and – um, and, and just kind of rally around those guys that's, that's been in this situation before, and, um, and and hopefully that'll that'll help you know help things out a little bit. For sure, and you know as experienced as your team is, uh, at the same time, Lorena they're kind of in in similar shoes that those guys have probably been in some big games as well. You know, absolutely, Lorena is a class act program. Um, Coach Biles over there does an outstanding job. He's been over there for. Uh, over 20 years um, and you don't find many coaches like him around in the business anymore he's kind of that old school discipline um, you know program that kids play hard for he's a great coach his coaching staff um, are, he's got a really good coaching staff and they do things right over there in Lorena and it uh, it shows on the field when they step on the field you know they do things right and, um, I got a lot of respect for those guys over there well, let's kind of get into get into your team some. You know, on, on offense, it seems like you guys have stuck with that works, and that's running the football. How, how have you kind of seen this unit this year gel well together? Yeah, offensively, we're 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 doing really well uh, running the football, establishing the run on offense. Um, you know, uh, it, it makes it it makes it fun to watch and, and enjoy to be around when you got a group of kids that buy into. Um, the system that we run here in Franklin and, and they're ate up with it. They love it, you know, and that smash mouth football, um, you know, it, it, it they're just, it's, it's just something fun to watch. And these kids are, uh, uh, you know, I got a great group of kids, uh, year in and year out here in Franklin. And, um, you know, these kids are working hard and, uh, they, they trust in the trust in the us coaches and, uh, you know, and they, they, they've been doing well, and I've been proud of us. You know, Bryson Washington, of course, not surprised, the go-to guy. Where, where have you really seen him grow his game this year? Is maybe he's, his role has increased a little. Yeah, he's, he's always been a, uh, obviously a special player for us uh, ever since he was a freshman. Um, and, you know, his, his leadership role has always, always been a big piece you know, in our program, but this year he's really stepped up in that in that role and taking that taking that leadership role on. Um, you know, and when he's out on the field, um, these kids kind of rally around him. Um, he's always a high energy kid. 
He's a, he is absolutely ate up with the game of football. He loves everything about it. He loves coming to practice. He loves lifting weights. He loves game day. You know, he's all about the the process and everything about football. And uh, and, and when he when you have a kid like that um, around the program, you know, it, it, all the other kids just kind of feed. You know, and, and gravitate towards him, and and now they're starting to create those habits, and it's that's one thing this year that he's he's done well for me, um, and, and he's done well for me. He's been, he's been like that, like I said earlier, you know, these last several years, but uh, this year he's kind of stepped up and and done a really good job on that on that leadership role. You know, just looking at our stat leaders, it seems like Jaden Jackson's a guy that's really stepped up for you guys. How has he kind of emerged on on the offensive side of the ball this year? Yeah, Jaden's having a really good year uh, so far this year. He's, you know, he's a freshman last year, and uh, he was a big-time role player for us last year, playing behind Bobby Washington. Um, But he got a lot of playing time last year and a lot of experience playing in 16 games, you know, um, is as as a freshman is is nothing but a bonus. Um, This year he's come out and kind of, taking over that role at the fullback position uh, he's a hard-nosed tough kid that um you know loves to run the football and uh you know he's also starting a strong uh, outside linebacker for us on defense also so um he's a big-time player for us and I, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with how he's been growing this year um and and putting the work in and and becoming um, helping this football team out tremendously well, you guys clearly have an explosive and talented offense, and Lorena, it seems they've got they've got some good things going as well. When you, when you flip on the tape, what do you see from some of their playmakers like Jaden Porter and Case and Taylor? Yeah, those two cats are uh, they got some special dudes over there, um, and they played in sixteen games also last year, so uh, they they they. You know they got the experience under their their belt too, um, and they they're obviously some. We're gonna we're gonna have to game plan, and we've been game planning around those guys. Uh, you know the, the quarter, even the quarterback number three is a pretty special cat this year too. So they got some dudes. We're gonna still have to play assignment football on on defense and um, rally to the ball. We're gonna have to get to the football uh, eleven halves of the ball as as quick as we can and. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, play well with our eyes on defense and, um, you know, just kind of see what happens. But, you know, they it's, they got some, they got some cats over there that can go and they also got some linemen that are, uh, pretty special also. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to play well and, um, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, as you kind of look at where this defense has progressed throughout the season, what have you guys really been working on to improve on that side of the ball? Yeah, you know, we, we're, we're young on the back end, uh, with, with our secondary, overall kind of young on the, on the, in the secondary. We lost with, we're losing Malcolm Murphy and losing Darren Daughtery last year, our two corners. Um, you know, we, we've kind of been, you know, each and every week we're getting better on our, on our pass defense. That's something we've kind of been focusing on these last several weeks. And, um, these kids are, you know they're putting the work in, and, and and they're getting better each and every week. So uh, uh, that that's something our focus has been on. Uh, now we're obviously gonna we're gonna we 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 
stop the run first. And uh, we obviously focused on that too. We, we focus on trying to stop the run. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of guys returning in the box um, that, that's, that's helping us out with that a little bit. And, uh, but, you know, that's kind of where our focus has been uh, this year for defense. You know, when we talked before the season, we all we all kind of saw this game as one that could really be a big one, and it certainly is starting to live up to that billing. You know, what do you hope that you can learn from your team in this game and then knowing you've got another big game next week against Cameron as well? Yeah, anytime you play a quality opponent like Lorena, you know, uh, if you win or lose, you're going to get something out of it. Uh, out of this game, you know, you never hate to lose, but you know, even if you do come up short, you're still your kids are going to you're going to be a you're going to be a better football team. At, we will be a better football team after Friday night, win or lose, because uh, we, we will learn a lot about ourselves, and uh, we'll we'll see where we stand, and we'll see what we need to work on, and um, and then we'll prepare for the the following week. For sure. Well, before we let you go. What are a couple things the Lions must do to come away with a big road win over this talented Lorena team? Yeah, we're going to, you know, like I said earlier, we're going to have to play, um, you know, we're going to have to take care of the football on offense, obviously, um, and limit our penalties uh, on offense. We can't play behind the chains. Um, You know, we're going to have to be really good with, um, you know, uh, blocking our assignments and staying on blocks and um, and offensively, you know, that's kind of the keys for, for offense. And defensively, we're going to have to play well with our eyes and we're going to have to get 11 man to the hat, uh, to the ball um, each and every play. And uh, we're going to have to be relentless on the defensive side. Each and every, each and every one of those guys um, we're going to have to play relentless football every single snap. So... Well, Coach, anyone that's going to be in Lorena Friday night is in for a treat. That's going to be a great game. Good luck to you guys. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of your afternoon. Appreciate it, Alex. Appreciate it, Alex. Two, one. Big thanks again to Coach Fannin for joining us on the show. Franklin, they got a big one. It's the big one. <laughs> this Friday in Lorena. They got a big one next week, too, but we'll, we'll leave that one for next week. Hint, hint. Cameron, yo. <laughs> I'm against Cameron, yo. All right, Jake. Three games to watch. First, we got Milano at Bremond. All right, Jake. We've talked about Milano and how they've been a surprise team this year. Now comes the gauntlet and the true tests for the Eagles. They've got games at Bremond, at home against Granger, and then at Chilton, the three-district uh, co-leaders and and Bremont sitting there with with two narrow losses to Chilton and Granger, you know Bremont's got a sour taste in its mouth after starting zero and two in district. Uh, Tigers have lost two tough games, but they can really start to right the ship this week against a good Eagles team. I expect this one to be a fourth quarter game, uh, and this is this is going to be a great battle between Josh Millar and guys like Braylon Wortham, Bobby Drake. And uh, some of those other guys at Bremont. If you like good small school football, this is one to be at Friday night. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, you know another game that's kind of a tough one to pick. At least I feel like it was a really tough one to pick. <laughs> yeah, was uh, is Hernet Holland. Uh, you know, both of these teams are two and one in district play. These two teams plus Thorndale and um, Flatonia. Flatonia. You know, that's kind of they were the. F- Four teams we're kind of thinking will be the four 
playoff teams in this district. Um, but winning a game like this kind of helps with seeding because, you know, everyone's just kind of figuring out where they fit right now. So this would really help both of these teams with that seeding. Um, you know, for Hearn, you know, it's they're on the road. Getting a win on the road like against a good team like Holland helps you out in a big way. You know, they need some confidence. That gives you a ton of confidence. Just winning on the road is tough. We all know that. Uh, Thorndale, we know right now, is outright uh, second place. And that's who Hearn has to close out the season with, I believe. Right. Yeah. And so just, you know, Hearn – yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, I know Hearn has kind of had the Bulldogs number the last couple of years. Interesting to see how this one shakes out. For sure. And then our last game, we got Navasota versus Stafford. Uh, Rattlers had a tough overtime loss to Iowa Colony last Friday. They're now 2-2 two and two in 12-4-A-1. Uh, and, and now comes a game against uh, one of the district's unbeatens, and, and that's Stafford. Yeah, and this is another one kind of similar to Hearn and Holland where, you know, a win here or a win or a loss kind of dictates where you're going to be in the standings because, you know, you can either be in the top half of the district or kind of at the bottom half, um, you know. So we're just kind of – some of these teams are still kind of figuring things out, where they fit in. For Navasota, this is a week where, you know, like we were saying, they got to figure some things – they got to figure this out no matter what happens on – or what happens – depending on what happens on Friday's – win or loss, they'll kind of have a little bit of a clearer picture. The, the crystal ball, you know, it gets doesn't get as fogged up anymore. For sure. All right, Jake, I think that's all we got for today. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, hey, be sure to check theeagle.com for all of our coverage of this week's games, and be sure to subscribe and like to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There's some good road trips. This is good road trip material, all right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say, Jake? I would say so, yeah. I know you're gonna go listen back and, and just just savor in your in your voice. It's cute yeah, it's queued up. Uh <laughs> it's how I start every trip. I I've been to Georgetown, you know, two times now. That's how I start the trip. All right, there we go. All right, guys. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>